Hello everybody and welcome back to the Mysidian Legend uh, Canadian FFTCG podcast featuring me, Alex Scott, and David. Say hello, David. Hello, friends. Welcome back. So this week, David and I actually went to Locals, which is uh, a long time coming. Yeah, believe it or not, we both actually made it. Wow. Yeah. A podcast uh, about making locals, and we actually made locals. <laughs> exactly, and I, you know, I actually came pretty late, but they waited for me um, because we had a smaller group. Uh, only six of us this week, uh, as we head, head into the holiday season. So uh, we're gonna go over some actual deck lists and what we played and how how it all went. Um, but first, we're going to talk about our awesome deal at Cards of Evilise. So if you're going to buy singles, starter decks, pre-release, like all that stuff, uh, you can use the promo code PORUMPALUM10 for your purchase. Uh, that's PORUMPALUM10, and when you do that, it shows that you support the Mysidia Post, and you also get a nice discount on your order. Pretty, pretty sweet. What do you think? Yeah, I just ordered from there, and my package came in a week, so no complaints by me. Nice, awesome. Okay, so uh, so we play FFTCG at Magic Stronghold in Vancouver, Canada, um, and we're it's a pretty good store. We're usually getting anywhere from like six to twelve people, depending on the week. Uh, this is right after a release, so we usually see an uptick in players. But we're also in the holiday season, so it's a little bit harder to get people out as well. Um, but that being said, we both made some new decks to try and. Uh, solve this opus 10 meta and we're going to get into those right now so david what were you playing this week well i'll let you guess okay let's see uh your favorite final fantasy is four uh you right. love zeromus so you're playing an aggro uh, Opus 2 Zeromus deck. Basically just a uh, four aggro deck yeah. with a Lunarian tribal. Yeah, it was weird because you were running Ursula, but you didn't have a single copy of Yang in your in your deck. Not worth it. Yeah. Not worth the value. <laughs> no, there's no... It's too much too much to assemble, you know? Yeah, why no risk, plays to be made there. Why risk it? Okay, no, but you were playing FF9, of course. You're... Uh, and was this Fire Water FF9 or was it Mono Water with the Splash of Fire FF9? What were you doing? No, no, it was pretty 50 50 uh, Fire Water FF9. Um, in fact, 27 to 22 with the one light card being Light Zedon. Um Pretty staple for a Final Fantasy IX deck. You got your VVs. Uh, two cost Zedon with trying to give him uh, haste on turn one. Uh, a couple of interesting choices that I like to play around with because I get funny enough, with my decks I get bored really quickly so I like to switch things around and I like to do things that make people think. If I can just make people think, I'm really proud of them. Um, so I'm running a one of the 3CP Steiner. I think he's a great Phoenix target and has a lot of uh, fun synergies with the deck when you're bringing in a bunch of FF9 characters because he just activates every single time. Um, uh, one Ignacio, two the Legend Ash, and two Gilgamesh because that's just so much fun. Of course, running fairies because that's what I do. Five Phoenixes, three of the seven, two of the four, and then pretty standard backups as well. Try to get as many uh, FF9 backups as possible. 
So uh, your your version of getting bored of a deck is to build a different version of that same deck, a different version of FF9. Meanwhile, I'm like, exactly. oh, man, I'm bored of playing Earth Ice. I'm going to switch up to Lightning Wind, or now I'm going to play Mono Water, or now I'm going to play a different deck. So um, Yeah, my, my idea of getting bored is to scrap it and then do something stupid, like play the two-cost Vivi from the starter deck. That's what I do. So... Besides um, just wanting to switch it up, was there? Do you think this was more competitive than your Mono Water FF Nine, or do you think uh, just like you just wanted to just try something new? Um, this is kind of just a return to roots with the new set and all. So um, I've, I played with the Mono Water; it was fun for a bit, but I don't think it had the. It didn't really have the firepower to set it over the edge, that. Um, other decks have so when it was ahead it was ahead and it could win but when it fell behind there was next to no way I could come back uh, okay. so this just kind of gives it that extra firepower yeah uh, okay so now uh, we'll take a, a quick look at what I was playing um, so early in my testing I've been building a, a lightning wind deck that is pretty fast and I built it because I pulled uh, three Sid FFBEs. Um, so the idea is that I was just going to do something that worked with him, and I worked uh, I worked really hard on that list, and I put a lot of ping synergy into it. But uh, we'll talk about why that may or may not have worked uh, in, a, in a little while here. But basically, the deck has your classic wind uh, wind lightning staples like your onion knight and rigdia Elsid, uh, things like. Um, Adele and Alua, we have 3CP Zidane, 3CP Ishtola, just good wind cards. Uh, and then Sid, of course. Uh, the new Dash is pretty good. I had a Citra in there um, and a Barbaricia and a Zul to bring back that the new monster, Kanakamoi. I also had a 6CP Vaughn, so just like a, a, it's 26 forwards, um, and then 6 summons, 2 monsters, and 16 backups. The summons... I'm obviously running three Chaos Walker of the Wheel, so if you have Chaos Walker of the Wheel and you have a Sid out, you cast it, they play a forward, it, Sid's going to deal 9,000 damage to that forward because they played it without paying its CP cost, so that's pretty neat. I also had uh, one CP Ramu, so that's an EX burst that says choose one damaged forward, deal it 7k. So I figured, oh, one CP, that you can play that easily, and then they play something and Sid deals 2k to it with his uh, auto ability, and then you would just be able to uh, ping it for 9k total. Um, but that didn't come up nearly as much as I wanted to. I also had a Bahamut Zero in there for finishing off games. Um, and then the backup line was uh, pretty just like a pretty stable backup line trying to get backups out really quickly so I could stop thinking about them and start thinking about just uh, just throwing up my forwards onto the board so for the lightning side of things I used one Louis Swa to search out Alphano so just so that I had a little bit of ping uh, with Alphano but then I had backup search I had three Opus 2 black mages to reduce power uh, Grammis and Sid Clan as searchers for the win side of things I have nor Stalin uh, to be able to search Illyria, Sherlada, and Alhanalim. Uh, again, that accesses a ping combo, but a lot of backup searching. Um, and then to round everything out, I have the 2CP Pinello, the new one. Damage 3, you can deal 
uh, 1k to all forwards, so that's really huge, or all your opponent's forwards. That's really huge for being able to activate some of your damaged forwards' abilities, and it doesn't wreck your curve by playing like a 3cp Dancer, instead you just play a 2cp Pinello. So um, I played this deck a bunch at first, and it was just cruising, and uh, even against Minwoo it was fine, and then uh, well, we'll just have to get into how the matches went for you to find out the rest. As you can tell, it went really well, by the way. He's alluding. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, David, do you have any comments on the deck, having played against the initial version on in testing? I mean, I said it on the podcast. I really liked that deck. Um, it made me go out and order more Sid Brave Exodus because I just want to play with that card. Um I just think that you hit a bad week and you had a few tough matchups and you're really depressed about it. But <laughs> I think with some tuning and stuff, it'll it'll end up being a really good deck. Yeah, I think I I, I do think I'm a little greedy in some of my choices, and we'll get into that at the end of the podcast uh, about some things that I'm going to be able to change. But overall, um, I definitely I, w- I had a really long day, so I was. So after this locals night, I was I was choked. I was having a tough time, uh, but again, we will get into that. So one thing I want to mention about Sid um, Brave Exvius is that I think he's going to be better than some people thought because there was generally a, a polarizing reaction when he was spoiled. There was one side that was saying he was insane, just crazy good, and there was a side that was saying, "Oh, you're overrating him. He's not that good. He's niche. He's not going to fit in decks." But the amount of cheating in forwards that's going on right now, he's always going to be relevant. With your Rampier decks, um, if you're playing a Rain for free with uh, anything with like Gilgamesh, if you're playing against Water, it's going to work on Layla Viking, it's going to work on uh, Lena's. Like, there's just a ton of different applications uh, that make this guy very relevant. So, Yeah, exactly. And if you can keep him alive for a Phoenix target somehow then he kills whatever the phoenix is bringing in so that's that's another yeah, that's another very very relevant uh thing that he does okay so let's get into how our actual matches went so david why don't you start with uh your night all right, so game one, uh, played against Mono Wind, one which I thought was going to be a tough matchup, but I ended up winning seven nothing. Um, started out kind of rough. I, t- I turned one Ignacioed, ditched three, uh, then ditched another to give him haste with a uh, sage, but that honestly wasn't too bad because then ended uh, it ended up snowballing, and every time he played like a smaller forward, like he played a searcher Balthier. Just removed him with Black Waltz and just kept Ignacio swinging and gaining that value. Um, got um, got down Gilgamesh, and he just couldn't keep up because I just kept swinging with Gilgamesh, bringing back Zidane, which they kind of acted like a lightning rod because then all of his removal and all of his efforts were to uh, take him down so that he didn't just snowball himself and then have some jarring an extra three cards every turn. Um so that actually worked out really, really well that he just kept dealing with uh, two, two CP4 that I just kept bringing back. Um, I was kind of lucky. I didn't end up getting five water characters down at a time. I seemed a lot more fire than usual. So Gilgamesh was uh, 
was uh, vulnerable to Diabolus, but he only drew one, and that was pretty, pretty late in the game. So he just, I kept him on the back foot, applied pressure. My winning turn, I ended up playing um, four CP Titus that we just got as a as a uh, pre-release. Bounced his Yustola, bounced my Sage, ditch one, give him haste, and then just swung out for game. So that, that is uh, that is a very neat application I, that I hadn't thought of for that card. Uh, not the bouncing uh, Yustola, that's awesome. Uh, just that in your specific deck, bouncing a Sage back to your hand is actually very relevant. Oh, for sure. Um, that card is actually everyone who I've played it against has been like, "Wow, why do you have that card?" And then they see that I'll bounce either their forward in a stage, or I'll bounce VV in a black waltz. Or there's there's a few applications that people don't think of, and then I pull it off and takes them by surprise, which is kind of my niche. All right. So how about your second match? Uh, second match was exactly the opposite. I played against Mono Water. And I lost seven nothing. Hmm. Uh, yeah, um, I just I drew pretty crappy, honestly, to start the game. Um, Mulliganed, turn one, Zidane tried to give him haste with Belize instead of Sage because I didn't have one in my hand, and that just walked into a fanfoot. Um, and I I just kept struggling to draw backups, whereas he continued to ramp up as Mono Water is want to do. So he would get down the Yuna, the Scholar, and then that would lead into a Waka and a Brawn. And I was just drawing, all the backups I was drawing was like Black Waltz and Sage and, um, and drawing like VVs and stuff that are just like, well, I don't want this on the field for absolutely zero value. Um, so I was hoping for a better draw, but once he, he ended up getting the Gilgamesh, Porum, Famfrit loop down and it was all, it was all Ogre at that point. Yeah, I played against that deck as well and it was uh, really tough. Did you end up having to play against uh Folka that much? Yeah, he won he won out on a uh, Folka play. He bounced three forwards in one turn, so he just pop 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 and that did it for me. Yeah, we're talking about uh Julian of course who is uh our resident mono lightning player playing mono water for some reason. I mean how dare he Yeah the fact that he he uh hated on me for weeks for playing Layla Viking that I took it out of all my decks just did not draw the ire of his criticism. And then, oh, look, he's playing Layla Viking this week, so. Okay. You, Julian. Now, can you tell us about your third match? Uh, no, I left early. Okay, so you, you totally skipped out. Uh, do you have any idea of how that might make other players feel when you just leave? Um... Well, usually I'm in the top half, so they should be happy because then it opens up a spot for store credit. Yeah, totally. But you know what? We're you know, it can make some people pretty sad when you leave because people like you. You know. Uh, I think you're the only one that likes me. I think you're the only one that gets sad. Also, it's, if usually, you... beca- <laughs> it's usually because that when you'll end up losing to somebody you don't want to, and it'll put you in a bad mood. If so I me to even you out. <laughs> if you. Uh... If you ever leave and I get a buy because of it, we're you're off the podcast. No, oh, that's fair. Okay, awesome. So we're gonna talk about my week next, and um, <clears throat> I played all three matches um, like a champ. And the first one was against um, an Une deck, and this was a pretty interesting match. It went very very tight to the end, uh, and it started off very slowly, which 
definitely favored the Unai player because um, I was able to play a couple of backups and a couple of forwards, but then I was drawing copies of those backups and forwards in my hand, and I kind of got stuck for a while, whereas the Unai deck has a ton of removal, but also just um, really needs the extra time to play a 6 CP backup and get fully set up. So by the time the game really picked up, um, my opponent had five backups down, including Une, and then it was just a matter of me trying to force Lethal before um, he could set up his all his different combos. Um, and there was multiple turns where I was just kind of squeaked out of Lethal by different things like, you know, uh, uh, Citra into Glacia, play to cast the Glacia, bring back the or um, kind of flicker the Citra, bring it all back again, and Dolph freeze things. Um, or like big Phoenix plays the same thing. You, you can go 7 CP Phoenix, brings back Citra, uh, and then you can like flicker a forward and then like do, do it all again. So um, it eventually came down to a final turn where my opponent forgot to use their backup Luna Freya to... Um, flicker a squall legend from opus 10 and that wouldn't have that wouldn't have had them win necessarily but it would have been ultra tight we were both about to deck out um i had him on six damage and i was able to push through the next turn but uh it would have been ultra tight uh at that point to see who would have won yeah the duna deck had some uh real good combos this is coming from a former Magic the Gathering player who likes to play solitaire with himself. So he definitely saw that a lot. But yeah, he wasn't doing his best, and that misplay really cost him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, although I'd like to think that on uh, most draws of my deck, I would have would have run over that deck earlier before he was set up. But I, I really just had him like he got to one like hundred percent set up without much pressure, and then I was starting to to play cards so that was made a really big difference um okay second round i played against ice lightning and it uh didn't last very long my opponent uh got down his uh snow backup and one other backup i believe a win backup um and then just started playing down uh aggressive forwards like genesis and um kind of going into top deck mode where you're, whatever you're, you're drawing you're playing uh unfortunately it was all gas things like renoa one cp zalira so he was clearing my board and i couldn't really put up blockers because of snow so i couldn't uh, at that point it was just a damage race so we were both da dealing damage to each other but uh he got off first so he was always gonna uh hit me down to uh to seven damage first yeah especially lightning too it's you can't out uh it's tough to out aggro that with your uh, the colors you were playing well i am playing an aggro deck so so you think that i would yeah. be able to to match that um yeah but you're not playing a haste aggro really like how much haste do you have just adele and alua uh I remember your deck list yeah yeah that would be the two right now yeah and if i know if i know the guy you were playing which i do he's the kind of guy to just kind of throw up his hand onto the board and swing until he wins 
yeah, and it was an effective strategy. It worked, and uh, I was 1-1. So I went into my third match against the Mono Water player that uh, David had played against, and this one was also very quick. Um, he played over to Folka very quickly and started building up his backups, and there was a moment where I was kind of pushing some damage, um, and I foolishly party attacked, which was a strategy that my deck commonly uses because I have weak forwards, but I don't need to worry about um, you know them trading into one of my forwards because if I party attack and I'm just pushing through one damage and, and I start to you know get closer and closer to victory then at any turn I can kind of burst and Bahamut zero or uh, use other cards like my Chaos Walker and, and Sid FFPE to close out games really, really quickly. So as long as I'm pushing damage, I'm good. So I often do party attack, but in this case, I party attacked into the Folka. He discarded the summon to bounce one of the Fords back to my hand and then just kill the other one. Uh, and at this point, I was uh, in a lot of trouble. He also got a Minwoo down in one of the first two turns. Um, so all of that ping damage stuff, the Pinello, the, uh, the Sid, the, I was drawing a lot of stuff. Like I had an L Sid that I could never play. Um, I had two onion Knights, um, uh, a Rigdia, uh, I had just all of the cards and I had a Sakura in my hand. Like at the end I was, I told him I'm, I'm going to scoop and he's like, Oh, how come? And I'm like, all of the cards in my hand right now say damaged for it as part of their text. So this just isn't going to work. Um, so I got shut down hard by Minwoo. Um, in that game, I also did see my outs to Minwoo, like Black Mage, Kanakamoi, that kind of the power reduction. All of that was in the damage zone and in the break zone. Um, so maybe I should have held on to the Kanakamois, but in the early turns, I figured, well, you know, I'm going to pitch it and then I can Azul or Citra it back later on. But sadly, I... Uh, that that whole like Minwoo and then also just Folka is pretty much impossible to target because you're running a real risk that they don't have a summon if you try to target her. So um, because of that, it, it was just very difficult for my deck specifically to um, to work around that. Yeah, Folka's kind of a tough one with your uh, with your deck because it's all just target one, target one, especially with the Minwoo in the back. You're so combo oriented with your damage that I think moving forward you have a better idea of how to combat that but just kind of a it was a it was a tough matchup for you yeah so um that being said uh I quickly quickly vacated the store uh to go get dinner because I hadn't eaten yet and was very uh hangry uh and I went home you know thinking and messaging David you know, this deck is done. I'm going to take it apart. I was very, very dramatic. And um, the next day, I started thinking about it again, started thinking about my issues. Uh, and I've made a different version of the deck that I think combats a lot of the issues I had and, and focuses it a little more. I think I was trying to do too much. But we're going to have to get into that next when we talk about how we would change our deck lists. So we're going to start with... David. Um, so, I've been reflecting back on locals the past few days, 
and I'm trying not to get too low on the seven nothing loss, and I'm trying not to get too high on the seven nothing win. But it also makes it really tough to try and judge where to go from here. Um, one thing I would, I kind of want to polish out my backups a little bit. Um, I'm, run, I'm running a one of Yasuyu and one Ninja because I really like the not uh, being blocked. So I really like to have that on my board. But do I really need to have a sticky backup? Like get Suyu down and take up a, another Final Fantasy IX um, character slot because honestly, if you can get the four FF9 backups, it's Vivi's online at all times. Um, and honestly, summons I'm pretty solid with. Forwards I'm pretty solid with. It's just maybe tinkering with a few of the numbers. Uh, but my biggest my biggest consideration right now is dropping the four four cost Terra for Citra. I'm wondering if I want to put Citra in this deck. I think that that's probably pretty good. I mean, a three CP seven K pretty okay card. Yeah, it's funny because we we're made this all this big deal about how good Terra is, and Fire finally got this amazing card, and it is an, everything that we said it was. Uh, and then now, just every element has access to like a little bit of a better version. So. Yeah. Exactly, and then uh, ditch a light card, and then you can't make a block. So then that's just Yitsui or Ninja on a forward. So I was listening that, to... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was listening to the Returners RVA podcast, and um, they were talking about how this is one of those cards where the creators just kept typing. They're like, okay, well, it, it's a 3CP7K that brings back a summon. Uh let's give it more okay the ex burst let's give it more it has this action ability let's, you know it's not good enough let's make sure it's on curve that's like there's so many things with this card that i just really don't i don't know why they gave it so much it really really would have been playable at 6k or non-ex burst or or no action ability all those versions would have been played as much as it is being played now so we want to make a good card yeah uh yeah, so I th I do like the Yotsuyu in your deck because it's just so easy to pay for. Um, and then you can still go three water backups and two fire as your your main way to play because you want to get those water characters for Gilgamesh, but then your backup line can activate or like uh, use Yotsuyu's ability um, on its own. So I feel like that's a really good like line to go for it's that's what's so great about Yotsuyu is that it's a one fire and a doll for her ability so um i do like that inclusion yeah it's super easy to use it's just i don't know it's one of those things where i'll go back to the drawing board go back to untap and see what i can figure out when i'm looking at fire backups i actually always have such a hard time choosing like and i'm talking about specifically in fire x decks uh in mono fire like you're, you gotta ha you have a lot of backups you can pick from, but I feel like in Fire X decks, like there's not that many good Fire backups. Yeah, not really, because with my backups, the only thing I got is Sage, Ninja, Yatsuyu, and Black Waltz. And Sage is very niche to Zidane and Ignacio giving haste, or giving whoever haste, honestly. Then, yeah, not blocking, and then Black Waltz just an FF9, so it's all yeah. pretty niche. 
I love those two. You know what I kind of like in your deck? Um, it, All 50 cards? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe even like an illusionist. Um, because it's kind of like ninja in that if they've attacked, they're not going to be able to block you next turn. Um, so that lets your possibly lets your Zidane get through. Um, but you can also force them into attacks where maybe you've got some of your famous combat tricks ready to go. Uh, so that can be a kind of a neat, a neat one to try. It's just like ninja in that it has a, a easily payable ability. So. It's not a terrible idea, and I totally didn't just look up and see what Illusionist does. Yeah, so that it forces one of your opponent's forwards to attack that turn. Um, hopefully, yeah, leaving them up. leaving open uh, time for or space for Zidane to make his way through. Uh, how many fire cards do you run? Uh, Twenty-two. Twenty-two. So, and have you tried the starter ace as well? I have. Um... But th I tried it before I got the Titus being able to bounce it, because otherwise it just didn't do much once it sat there. But I feel like in your deck, it w is it hard to play pay the extra three fire to do 9k to something? Yeah, I don't think I ever pulled it off once. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, is there anything else about your deck that you want to go go through before uh, we move on to mine? Um... Leave a comment on what you think about 3CP Steiner, because I really like it, but I really liked it with my Mono Water. But it, I haven't seen the same effect used in the uh, uh, Fire Water variant. Leave a comment if you have cool ideas. Like, comment, subscribe, smash that like button. Yeah, um, that, <laughs> yeah. That's the fun part about this podcast, is that we're not these like Crystal Cup world's winning players we're we're players just like you and we're going through these different decks but as we learn stuff and hopefully you guys can learn from us but we can learn from you so if you ever listen to this and you say wow like david needs to be running this card he's a doofus then you can comment that and make sure you say david you're a doofus or get real man or get a life like whatever mean thing you want to put at the front because youtube of course right so say the mean comment first and then uh, then you can say your advice for David, and that's that'd be great. Yeah, I take criticism really well, so like, get on me. Yeah, please get now, personal. Attack my family if you want. As now, long if you I know what cards to play, if you're gonna give me feedback, I'm actually very sensitive. Uh, so things like only you know this is just a little tip. Don't don't worry about it. But and then like the little like um, qualifiers before it, just so I don't get too hurt. You know, otherwise. I'm going to shut down the whole Mysidia post, like the whole thing deleted. Um, well, the first negative comment I get, it's over. So, you know, be careful with that, please. Yeah, his nickname back at Locals is The Daffodil. The da yeah. Alex The Daffodil Scott. That's actually really good. We should we should make that a thing. I'm into it. <laughs> the, yo, Daffodil. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about my deck now. Uh, so this is, like like I said to, to David, uh, this is supposed to be an aggro deck. Um but it had this weird identity where it's ping-based, which is fine, but I think a little too greedy. I think there was some ping-based stuff that was a little too controlling. And an example of that was in a previous version, I used to run the 5CP Orlando, which is a great card, but it's not an aggro card because you're spending a lot of CP on it. And you don't want to have that many cards in hand when you're playing aggro because you want them to all be on the field uh, swinging at your opponent. So another example of 
of these types of cards is Barbaricia, which I thought was just a shoe in for me. It's something that deals with Minwoo and it can combo with a lot of different things, but it's also a bit expensive. So I was running it as a one of, and I'm going to try running it, uh, or cutting it from the deck. Um, Azul, the five CP forward, was another greedy play that I just, I really, really thought it was a fun application with Kanakamoi, and I'm definitely going to try this out in other lightning decks, but it wasn't the right card for this deck. So I ended up cutting uh, an Azul and a Barbaricia and one Yishtola from two down to one, and I've added in an extra three CP Zidane because that's just a great card for any deck, especially aggro, picking stuff out of their hands and playing a forward. That's can't really get, get much better than that. I've also added in an extra Citra, so I have two Citras now, uh, and that's immediately made impact in some of the matches I've played. Uh, I've been able to use her second ability, uh, I've been able to just more consistently bring back Chaos Walkers, Bahamut Zeros, Kanak Moys, um, and it definitely needed to be at a two of. And the final forward I added in is, uh, you know, just something, a little something I did for David here. I put in a Black Waltz 3. Excellent choice. Yes. More nine cards. Only way to make your deck better. Now, Black Waltz 3 is something we've seen in Lightning decks in the past to run with Al Cid, and I tested out against a Minwoo deck with this new version, and Black Waltz 3 made a huge difference because when it enters the field, something loses 2,000 power. And when it exits the field, it does the same thing. I would actually just, I would run this just for that first. ETB because it's perfect. It's just what I need. It helps with things uh, like Gilgamesh 11. It helps with other things that uh, now I can totally power reduce and ping for 6k with El Cid, uh, or I can combo that with other things in the deck um, like Kanakamoi or um, the different summons I've put in now. So I'm pretty pretty psyched with that nine card. Thank you, David. Hey, what I'm here for? It's the only, uh, they're the only cards I really know. I'm not looking to win Crystal Cups or go to Worlds. I just want to be the best FF9 player. Yeah. Well, we did have an FF9 player go to Worlds, so you got to beat him now. We got to have you guys have a match online or something. Yeah, did he play an FF9 deck at Worlds? Brought disgrace onto our community. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We, we don't actually know what he played at Worlds, do we? Nah, I have no idea. Uh, okay, so. Summons, I cut the 1 CP Ramus that were too greedy, and I put in two of the 4 CP EX Burst Ramu, choose one forward, it loses 7,000 power until the end of the turn. And this is exactly what I need in, in this deck. This is a huge boost. So now all of a sudden I'm removing a lot of a lot of different forwards. I have just two extra pieces of removal that just straight up weren't in the deck before. Uh, but then again, this can combo with things like Rigdia. This can combo with uh, with Dash, um, with Al Cid, with Cid FFBE, um, and it's just a good EX burst as well to hit. So it's it's all around just a much stronger card than the one CP Ramu. So that was a huge change for me. Okay, backup line. I've kept the whole Nur Stalin FFCC searching out, and I think that's a it's a really good um, package. I really like Sherlotta in this deck. It allows me to extend to these big plays late in the game uh, with some extra CP. 
So what the change is that I made is I cut the Louis Swall Alphano package. Alphano's ability is really strong, but ultimately it's too controlling for this deck, and I want faster cards. Um, so I cut the Louis Swall and I put in a Death Gaze Final Fantasy IX monster. Uh, as an extra piece of removal. The one cool thing about Death Gaze is that if they remove Death Gaze and Sid FF Brave Exvius is on the field, he's just gonna kill whatever comes back into the field. So that helps out a little bit, but it's also just cheap, efficient removal to help me crush my opponents uh, quickly. Because again, I'm, I'm trying to focus my identity on this deck as an aggro deck and not as a controlling deck. Uh, so that was a really good inclusion. Um, and then to replace the two Alphanos, I put two Opus 1 Red Mages. So like David was saying, I didn't have a lot of haste, uh, but now I've got a backup that gives any forward haste until the end of turn, and it's not very hard to use its ability. Um, and this came up in two matches for me where I was able to actually haste out a forward late to uh, hit some damage and then later win the game. Oh, sorry. Reflecting on the things that you've said, and I love that you're putting more nine cards in because <laughs> that's going to that's gonna send you to Worlds, honestly. Um, but don't think you're going to top me as the number one nine player. Um, I When you said you were playing Black Waltz, I, I don't know why, but my mind instantly thought that you were playing the 4CPE X-Burst. What do you think about that one? I looked at that one, and it's too it's too expensive the the big You're thing expensive. the big thing about this black waltz is that it's playable off alcid um and right. it's, it's also playable off fawn um this deck also likes to get to three C, or three backups and if it gets to five naturally that's fine but i just want to play off three backups so three cost cards are really good um and I usually get end up getting to five backups just from playing like black mages to combo into things, uh, or just playing out some backups later in the game. But really, what I'd like to do with this deck is is get to three and just start pounding my opponent. That's kind of sexy. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I do. I mean that that other black waltz is very cool. It has good art. Uh, it has the cinematic art. So you know, it's it's certainly interesting, but. Uh, yeah, I just I think for this specific deck, if I was gonna run that, I should probably run Barbaricia. Kind of same no, same reason fine. to cut both. Yeah, one thing I want to add in, I just don't know what to cut, is another six CP Vaughn. Um, I'll tell you the one card I'm really hanging on to right now is Sakura, because it's I just it has so much potential, uh, and specifically against that Une player. Uh, at locals, um, playing a Sakura won me the game because it refilled my hand and let me kept going, helped me to keep going. Uh, but in other matchups, she's pretty pretty bad, and against Minwoo, she's totally dead. So I'm having a hard time with her. I I, I do want to keep testing her though. How many are you running right now? Just one Sakura and one one six CP Vaughn. So if I cut her yeah. for it would be for a second. Uh, six CP Vaughn. Right. I don't know. I think one and one are uh, are good numbers for now until we get a better sense as to what our uh, local meta is going to be. Because I don't think he, uh, Julian's going to be playing Vaughn of Water much. I don't think anybody is really going to st stick to that deck. I don't think it's going to make a huge comeback. 
Yeah, well, you know, uh, Julian's not going to be playing much of anything when I finish with him. Goodness. Right? Were we recording? Was that recording? Yeah, I think Julian listens to this, too. Oh, good. I'm coming for you. Okay, so uh, is there anything else that you want to to mention about our our lists for this week? Uh, Nothing yet. Do you want us to keep working on these, or should we switch it up and keep it fresh for next (laughs) week? Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably play something else uh, anyway because I do like to just keep changing it up. Uh, but you know, I'm sure that our listeners don't mind you playing your FF9 one more time to try to figure <laughs> it out. You know, or week after week after week. Yeah, I'll exactly. try. I'll try to keep it. I'll try to keep it fresh. Yeah, keep it. Yeah, you know, what? people like it when you keep it fresh. Keep it light. I'll go one on one off with the uh, Firewater FF9. Okay. Feel like that's fair. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, well we're gonna we're gonna take off now. So I just want to thank all of you for listening to the Mycidian Legend. And don't forget to use that promo code PORMPALUM10 uh, for deals at Cards of Evilise. Okay, so you can also read my articles at the MycidiaPost.com and follow me on YouTube and Facebook and you know throw that like and sub like uh, David was saying. Um, and then we're also going to thank FF Dex because we always thank FF Dex. F yeah, FF Dex. All right, F- David. Yeah, FF Dex. <laughs> well, I'm not going to swear. I'm a teacher, and this is a respectable podcast. So I'm a, you know what? I'm not going to have any of that in here. Okay? This is a gentleman's podcast where we yes. threaten other local splitters. I want my, my two year old niece to be able to listen to this podcast, okay? Oh, oh goodness. Yep. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, so say goodbye, David. Goodbye, friends. Okay, and thank you so much for listening, Mycidians. We'll see you next time.